Let's make today the day you get one step closer to becoming the parent you've always wanted to be and the parent your children deserve. And welcome to Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. I am your host, Erin Taylor, and I have wanted to help parents and children literally since I was 11 years old. I created this podcast to help you make a stronger, healthier, deeper connection to your child, to understand the inevitable challenges a little better, and learn some new ways to navigate them when they occur. Thank you for spending some time with me. Now let's get this show started. Hello and welcome to episode 531. I was really excited and looking forward to recording this podcast episode for you. This weekend, I brought my son home from college for his first visit home after about almost a month being away at school. He had planned to play in volleyball turn beach volleyball tournaments at the beach uh, Saturday and Sunday. And so he wasn't home home a whole lot, but we certainly did see him. I took my other son and daughter up to pick him up on Friday night, Friday afternoon, so that they could see his school and where he where he goes to school, where he lives, his dorm, all that kind of stuff, and then get to spend a little time with him because I knew that he wouldn't uh, be home very much. And then, and then, of course, at the end of the day on Sunday after the tournament was over, I drove him back home or back to school. And it would I only I went because I knew I'd be getting home late, and the kid the other two had school the next morning. So I drove him up, and he talked to me nonstop all the way home. I learned all about his classes and what he's learning, and his volleyball team and the friends he's making, and what his days look like. And it was just a wonderful glimpse into this new chapter of his life. And I loved it. I loved every word that he told me. And then on the way back, we talked even more. He was, he's been struggling with a class that he had. And after talking through it, we decided that it would be reasonable for him to drop it and uh, take it next semester. He signed up for a bunch of classes this fall, and I felt like it would be okay for him to to lighten his load by one course because he already had a heavy load. Now he's got a reasonable, or now he would have a reasonable load. And to be the fall of your freshman year and having to adjust to college and all the added strains of the COVID precautions with face masks and social distancing and 
half of his classes are in person, half of them are in online, he never even sees those teachers. So there are a lot of challenges, a lot of additional challenges for college students, especially freshmen, this year over other more normal years. And so I I helped him make that decision about what was a good decision in that situation. And we talked about the ramifications of what could come of him dropping this class. It is a prerequisite for other ones he needs to take, so he really does need to make sure he takes it in the spring so that it doesn't push him back for other courses that he needs uh, next year. So that was uh, one of the things we talked about for a long time. We talked about his social life at school. We talked about girls. We talked about all kinds of college things. And he was so open with me and shared so much that I'm not sure that other college freshmen share with their parents. And I was, I I appreciated and was grateful for every word he spoke to me. And when we, when we got there and I dropped him off with all of his stuff because we went to the grocery store and everything before we went back to school, when he, and I can't be in his dorm because that's another of the uh, COVID precautions. So he had to take all the stuff up and make several trips and stuff. When he got back down to say goodbye to me, he hugged me, kissed me, and said, uh, you know, make sure you get home safely. And my son is not a warm, fuzzy kind of a guy by nature. He's not touchy-feely or hugger or any of that stuff. And he's not overly emotional. Like, I, like I've said before about him, he's very, very independent So the amount of touchy-feely ways that he expressed himself to me was more than he normally does. And as I drove home, after dropping him off, I drove home by myself, of course, because I hadn't brought anybody else with me. So I had some time to think. And as I drove home, I thought, oh my gosh, this is, this is amazing. And I want to share it with my audience. I am now experiencing having a young adult child. I am now experiencing the fruits of my labor. When he was young, I was very hard on him. The same way many parents are on their firstborn children. I didn't really understand the finer nuances of parenting. And so I was all about control and yelling and getting him to behave the way I wanted him to behave or the way I thought he should behave. And it resulted in endless power struggles, endless 
kind of just tension between us, and it was not pleasant. Goodness, if I could go back and redo those younger years with him, I would love it. But I had to come to terms, as all of us do as parents. Once I learned a better way, and I saw how effective it was, and I looked back at how ineffective my other ways were, of course I felt regret. Of course I wished I could redo those years, but I can't. So I had to come to terms with that, and I had to forgive myself, and then I had to just keep moving forward. And so what I tell parents all the time now, and I've said it in this podcast before, it's never too late. Once you know better, you do better. And it's never too late. Parents say to me all the time, my child is 15, is it too late? My child is 10, my child is five. Am I too late to change? And no matter what child, what age your child is, I say, no, it's never too late. I've had, I've spoken to adults who are parents themselves who say, if my parent would come to me now and say, I realize that the way I raised you was not the best and I'm really sorry, I would love it. I would be so grateful. So it's never too late. No matter what age your child is, take some comfort in the fact that it's not too late to make a change. So anyway, when he was growing up, before I learned a better way, I was all about control, punishment, taking things away, consequences, Not that consequences are bad, but I wasn't looking for the natural consequence of a situation. I was artificially saying, you talked back to me, you lose video games. You told a lie, you can't play with your friends. That kind of artificial stuff. It was such a miserable existence. We were constantly in a battle. I was not enjoying parenting. He and I did not see eye to eye. Then I found my dear friend, Dr. Shafali, and I started voraciously reading everything she'd ever written, taking all of her courses, talking to her, and I learned a better way, and I applied what she taught me, and it worked. It worked beautifully, and actually, that's where my book, Connection and Kindness, came from. It came out of me writing through transforming my parenting over the course of a little more than a year. So I transformed my parenting with her expert leadership. And the power struggles between my son and me just went away. They just literally dissolved. And the last few years of his high school of him being in high school, we just didn't have power struggles. We just, there just were none. And I don't meet many parents of teenagers who don't have power struggles with their kids. But what I came to is we tried, our policy is we try to say yes as often as we feel comfortable. So that, not so that, but because it's, I think that's the appropriate way to do it. But then when we say no, it's pretty much a hard no. 
we've thought it through, we've looked at all the angles of it, and we're not comfortable with this, with saying yes here, and so it's a no. And I remember many occasions where my son would want to do something or go to some event or something, and we just weren't comfortable with it, and we would say no, and he would say, but I really want to go, or why? And my gentle, consistent response was always, you know that I try to say yes as often as possible. But when I say no, you know I've got good reasons for it. And he would always kind of, you know, he would look down on the floor, shrug his shoulders and say, I know. And he wouldn't even fight back. That was it. He would just accept the no. Because he knew that if me or my husband, if we were at all comfortable, we would say yes. So if we say no, it must be a big reason why. And sometimes he would want to know why we said no, and sometimes he would just accept it. But even after we, when he wanted to know why and we explained it, he would accept it. The power struggles were just gone. Now I know that part of that is his personality and that not every child will be like, would be like him. But certainly, we had endless power battles when he was young. And then through my transforming my parenting, no more, par- no more power battles. It's phenomenal. So uh, we were talking about something having to do with school and finding your way and navigating and figuring it out and stuff. And I said to him, Something that he said triggered me to say this. You know that dad and I tried to give you as much freedom over the last few years as we could possibly stomach. That's the way I described it. As much freedom as we could stomach. When he wanted to go somewhere that was totally outrageous or do something outrageous, If my stomach started churning, I knew that was probably not going to end well for him, that we weren't going to say yes. But So I said to him, you know that dad and I gave you as much freedom over the last few years as we could possibly stomach. And he said, I know. And I said, but we did that because you, you had to learn how to navigate things. Every kid does. But it's much better if you as a teenager learn how to navigate things when you still live at home where we as your parents can guide you and help you when you mess up or make a mistake or make the wrong decision. It's much harder to navigate this stuff once you're off on your own. But if you've got experience navigating it because you've been doing it for a few years, It makes it so much easier when you leave home. And he said, oh, I know. And I said, imagine how it would be for you now, a couple weeks into your freshman year, if we had spent all of your high school years hovering over you, being super strict, not letting you go or do, go anywhere, do anything, just constantly on you all the time. Imagine what what, where you would be right now. And he said, oh, I know. I've seen it with kids here. 
they their parents were super super strict and then they come here and they're floundering and they can't figure things out and they don't know what to do he actually saw, can see it for himself and so the all of the conversation that we had on the car ride home just really really validated to me i know that this method of parenting that I'm always talking about, conscious parenting, respectful parenting, peaceful parenting, I know that this is the right way. I knew it from the first thing I learned from Dr. Shafali. I knew it in my soul that this was the way, this was the way to go. And I dove deeply into it and I learned it and now I teach it and now I support other parents in my coaching, in my courses, in my Village for Moms community, all of the stuff I do. When I get interviewed for other people's podcasts or summits, when I write books, blogs, do this podcast, all the different things, I am trying to help parents learn this way of parenting. I am living the fruits of my labor and I will tell you it is the sweetest thing ever. I feel like my son and I are getting closer as he gets older. And I'm not sure I would be feeling that if I had a more strict, harsh, punitive style of parenting him for his whole 18 years thus far. Now, the other thing I thought about is his high school years, especially the earlier ones. We did have our tense discussions. We did have a few battles where he was really trying to break free and find some freedom, but it was more freedom than he was developmentally ready to handle. And so we had to pull, pull him back. We had to clamp down on him when he was trying to be older than he was and freer than he should have, than he was ready for. So we definitely did have our tense moments when we had to really put the boundaries down around him. So I don't want to suggest that this style of parenting is just super easy, but it's definitely effective. It's really good for your relationship with your child. It's really, really worth it. When you have to put down boundaries, when your child needs the boundaries to be redefined, you have to do it. You have to put it down in whatever situation is coming up. And it might not be comfortable and pleasant in that moment between you, but trust me, the investment is well worth it. The closeness that I feel between my son and I now and thinking back on the different tense events and discussions that we had when he was growing up, especially in his teenage years early on, it's those, those situations and those interactions and those ways of handling him were necessary in the moment. I wouldn't go back and change a thing. And there were times when he was mad at me, we were mad at him, there was tension between us, but he wanted something that we weren't comfortable allowing, and he just had to accept it, even with all of his bucking. 
Now, he eventually stopped bucking, but there were a couple of times when he bucked, and, and that's just the way it was. And now, on you know, 18 years into this parenting gig with him, we have a wonderful relationship. It's beautiful. And if I can help other people to experience the beauty of this style of parenting and help wonderfully close and healthy your relationship can be with your child, I, I'm not going to stop until my last breath because I want every parent and every child to experience what I'm experiencing right now. I just want to share it with everyone and help everyone to get there because it is amazing. So anyway... I hope that all made sense to you. I hope it helped you. If you have any questions, please reach out. Find me on social media. Send me an email, erin at erin-taylor.com. I'm happy to talk with you, help you, support you, coach you, uh, share my courses with you, whatever it is. So invite you into my community when it opens next week or I guess in a week and a half it's going to open again. The Village for Moms will be open to welcome in new moms. So if you're interested, please check out my website, www.erin-taylor.com. Okay, that wraps up today's episode. Wherever you are in this world, I hope that you make it a very insightful day. That wraps up this episode of Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. If you know anyone who could benefit from this episode or this podcast in general, please share it with them. Also, I always love hearing feedback from my listeners. I welcome you to send me an email to erin at erin-taylor.com if you have any comments or questions that come up for you in an episode. Our children are our future. Parenting them is the most sacred task we will ever be asked to do. It truly does take a village to raise a child. Let's help each other to raise our children to be who it is they are meant to be. If at any point you feel like you need a little extra help and support, reach out to me. I am here to help you.